This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. And this is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week and then recap and review them and let you know what we thought about them. And then, for an added bonus, we recommend books that come out this week that we think you should pick up. So, we're going to talk about a bunch of books. A bunch of books came out this week. Uh, a bunch of much-anticipated titles. Yes. So, we should probably not even screw around, just waste time, you know, doing the pleasantries. I will remind you that we are using the Super Chats to keep the lights on here at the studio, and that way you can, you can interact with us here on the show. Uh, I will... Mention that uh, there is a new episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is out right now, which you can watch either mm-hmm. after the show or tomorrow, as long as you check it out and add it to the list. Of your watch later list, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but that's going to be it. So we should jump into the most anticipated book, probably of the past month or so. Sure. Uh, let's jump into... I'm gonna. I'm just going to get the picture ready to go okay, here. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, it is uh, Batman the Max, uh, number three, which of course is made by Sam Keith. Uh, this is probably on your pull list. You've almost certainly read it already. I uh, didn't. You're a huge fan of this series, of course, uh, <laughs> and there's no reason not to be. The art is on point. The story is incredible. It's one of the best crossovers of the last 25 years. Uh, and when I say that, uh, I mean the best crossover between a DC property and an independent comic book that has not been published in about 20 years. So, hang on. Just, just I want to clarify, I think, for myself and probably for the chat. Are you, you're not being sarcastic, right? I mean, like, no. I'm having I am, a really hard time. I'm like, I, I am. Can't. I am very much being sarcastic. This oh, series okay. is like, if you like the Max, or you have a morbid curiosity about it, then I guess you might as well pick up a book that stars him, since it's going to be the first and last time you can get a new Max book probably ever again. All right. Uh, it is kind of fun, kind, but... It, it, it's kind of fun. Yes. Sal Crivelli, 2018. That's right. You can put that on the uh, on the trade paperback, by the way. Kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> Batman the Max is a story in which... Uh, Sam Keith, the creator of the Max. If you're not familiar with the Max, by the way, go watch our back issues on it. We talk about the phenomenon that was the Max, the, 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 the maybe eight month long phenomenon that was the Max. Uh, but the Max it was a uh, independent comic that was originally put out uh, by Image Comics. It was a second wave of uh, of Image characters right. uh, after after Spawn and Savage Dragon, and uh, it was made by comic artist and writer Sam Keith, who used it as an exploration of like mental. Uh, issues and mm-hmm. uh, you know analyses, and it was kind of fun, very mm-hmm. cerebral, kind of like uh, armchair freshman philosophy, theology kind of thing. Sure. Uh, this is just a crossover where the Max and Batman team up. Uh, there's a wayward doctor who's messing around with the inmates at Arkham, and uh, the Joker and Mister Gunn, who is, was the villain slash main character of the Max, uh, have screwed up the Outback. Uh, what's the Outback? It's a imaginary plane of existence where you go to like heal from trauma kind of uh batman finds his mac uh his outback in this oh, issue does he yeah uh the max uh, basically encouraged them to go there and the whole like latter half of the book is seeing batman explore the concept of the outback uh he's way more on board for the adventure that's going on in the max uh, Batman the Max okay. than any usual crossover he's on. Right. Uh, that has probably everything to do with the fact that Sam Keith is making it. Um, but it's kind of cute to see Batman kind of being like, let's find out what's going on. Uh, we see a lot <laughs> of like... detect things. Yeah, we see a lot of like... 
the, the, the kind of fun creatures that are born in the outback that sure. are actually reflections of what's going on in the real world. Okay. Batman and Julie are reunited finally. They reference the fact this must take place after the series, which doesn't make any sense, but let's pretend like it does. So the main characters that you expect to see in a Max book, the Max, Julie, Mr. Gunn, all in here. Uh, but Max and Julie are reunited, and they basically just fall back into their old ways, their old habits. Max is, you know, inward and, you know, self-contained and... You know, he's reticent to change, and Julie is trying to, like, break him out of his shell. And he basically flashes between his apartment with Julie and the Outback with Batman. Sure. Um, Basically, Julie gives Max a cell phone, and he breaks it, and then Batman explores his Outback. That's what happens. Right, right, right. Um, Which just looks way darker and less colorful. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's Sam Keith being like, okay, uh, let's take this seriously a little bit. And it's pretty okay. good. Oh, I really dig it. That's great. Uh, the, the series is silly and weird. And like, if you don't care about that kind of thing, if you don't know who the Max is, you're not going to read this book. Right. Uh, I recommend it only because it's kind of cute and fun. and not, it's, it's, it's neat that there's a Max book at all, much right. less that there's a crossover with Batman. So take that as you will. But that's 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 all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's great. It's just kind of funny. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, Emperos Venetians says hi from the UK. Finally got to tune in live, and I'm totally not listening to you guys while I'm supposed to be working right the night shift. Well, good to know because otherwise that would be uh, probably in in violation of something. But I'm happy to hear that you're not doing that. But right. even if you were, kudos to you. Uh, but you guys are awesome, and I couldn't resist. Aww, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, so, yeah, Tiffany, you read a number of books as well. I, I think did. we should jump into at least one of them. We should alternate okay. uh, a little bit. So Should we wh- stay DC? Why not? Yeah, yeah okay. I guess. That works for me. So, um, let me actually get it up so that I have the uh, the proper information here. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my God, where are the credits pages? It's at the end. Books? DC Is always really? puts them at the end. Uh, all right. Because um, Marvel doesn't. Get it? Come on. That's what they do. All right. Yep. There it is. Um, the Martian Manhunter number one came out this week, uh, written by Steve Orlando with art by Riley Rosmo. Yeah. This is um, a highly anticipated series, by the way. People have been waiting for a Martian Manhunter book for yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, Since yeah. the last one. Right, right. And the one before that. Yeah. And the one before that. Yeah, they don't really um, seem to know what to do with John outside of him being on or a part of a team. Um, and um, this book has not proven to me that... They know it still know what to do with him. No, I'm sh- I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying right now the first issue felt like it kind of missed the mark and it was trying to do one too many things all at the same time, and mm-hmm. so like it just kind of left this sort of muddied storyline. Now, given like some more time, that could clear up. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have to be pre- prepared for very stylized art. It certainly seems that way. Like, extremely stylized art. And so if you're looking for something that looks more like, you know, like your standard comic book or um, some of the art that Jean has recently had the opportunity to be a part of in Justice League, you're not going to get that here. No. Um, it's actually, like, weird because, like, and I, and I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or what, um, because there are a lot of, like, uh, you know, gory, uh, violent sequences in this. Or, yes. Or a few scenes here and there. And the art is a weird juxtaposition with it where again like i don't know if it's an intentional thing or if it's just a they liked the artist for the other stuff and then for this it was like but it would also you needed to get the the gore in there too yeah so i'm really Rosimo did yeah uh the batman who laughs during dark knight metal 
or he did one of those stories. <laughs> did he really? And it was pretty like dark and scary. But this is I don't know if, I don't know. This is just not coming across for me. Um, in this though, we see a return of uh, Jean's alter ego, John Jones, detective. Yes. And um, I'm not entirely certain because I honestly didn't. I read the book and that was it. I didn't have a chance to actually do any of the additional research around it to know when this is taking place. Right. Yeah. Is this during Scott Snyder's kind of like revitalization of Jean as a mentor for the team? Right. Because like he'd be really busy otherwise. Yeah. Um, and like part of this is like a detective story, and then part of it is like there's another mystery going. There's so there's so many like mysteries, mysteries going mysteries. on yeah. that like I like. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it where, like, you know, what was going on on the Martian homeworld is kind of echoing what's going on here. And, like, you're supposed to be flashing back and forth, right? Yeah. But, like, neither of them are super well written right now. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, all right, I get it. You know, all right, cool, 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 whatever, who cares? Right. Um, on top of that, a lot of the dialogue for me is just kind of like, I don't know, like, over the top, especially for his um, detective partner, like, or his partner when yeah. he's a detective. Just not great, and so like it really takes me out of the scene. Um, mm. If you just unclick that, you can balance it. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, the other thing I had an issue with was by the end of this, and like I think they're just doing something. Um, there isn't really any character I am a fan of in this. <laughs> what? Not even John? No. Mm. Because they like and like I don't know where they're going with this, but as of right now, like and I I have enjoyed books that have unlikable characters. Right. Absolutely enjoyed books that have ha- had that have unlikable characters. Mm-hmm. He like in this they're showing that like on Martian Homeworld back in the day, he was a manhunter, he's essentially a cop. He's not a good person or mm. Martian. Like he's taking bribes, he's doing this like and he's keeping this all like locked away because like the idea is that like each Martian has a part of their like minds that they keep locked away, this personal area. But like when you're like with somebody, you tend to let them in. Yeah. And he is not letting his wife in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care about your relationship that's been I long do, dead. But like not in the way that this is written. Like he's got a kid and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And they have like, you know, their social forms and blah 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 blah. It's just kind of like setting some stuff up. This didn't set it up enough for me, and mm-hmm. it's almost not enough for me to even pick up the next one, except that I like Martian Manhunter, and so, like, I don't want to abandon this series just yet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to at least give it another shot, but um, I don't know if this is a recommend for me. Yeah. Um, only because of just how kind of, like, overall just meh this issue was. You're, you're, not, you're not alone. I've heard a lot of mixed <laughs> feelings about the oh, really? series. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And most people are kind of underwhelmed by it. I was it very underwhelmed. I thought this was a really great opportunity to, and like, you don't have to go super dark and gritty, but like, no. you know, to give, I mean, like, the idea of like, Jean being like, um, a detective's kind of interesting. I know he's obviously done this before. Um, you know, Jean in theory is meant to be like, Similar, not on par, but like similar to Superman and strength and power and all this stuff. Yeah. Except for the whole fire thing, which is kind of like Superman's magic thing. Yeah. But like to then thrust him into this world of Batman of like solving a crime and trying to do whatever. Like that's kind of cool. And it just, that wasn't there. And I, I don't know if that's just my own expectations that ruined it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I gotta say, I'm, I'm not 100% on board yet. Fair but enough. I'll give it another shot. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's all we can ask. Yeah. Uh, Sorcerer Stream, stoked for Zadarsky's Daredevil. Thanks for all you do. If you haven't already watched it, Zdarsky released a little video where he, like, asks people to check it out. He's like, I know that money's tight, but, like, you might have to drop a book in order to pick up my book. And if you do, you know, Batman's not very good right now. 
Did, did he say that? <laughs> Pretty much. But he's making a joke at like the expense. He's making a joke amazing. about how like if you're disappointed that Batman isn't married, maybe now is the two time to drop off Batman, pick up Daredevil. I promise by issue like three, he'll be married like six times. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. You're good. He's got also that whole um, how to draw because he's done that how to draw series, yes. like those one pages and the Daredevil one. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance, go. I'm sure you've seen it. But if yeah. you haven't for some reason, go look it up. And uh, David Twenty Two live action Max. Yes, no, or maybe who plays the Max. No, uh, it would never work. If it did, he'd have to be CG, because uh, there's no way you can make it work. I've seen like uh, a really good creature effects makeup of the Max, and it really sucks. Like they did a really good job, they, and it just couldn't translate. They could mocap it. Are they fine? Like if you did like, some kind of like weird like hodgepodge of like animation plus CG on a person, yeah. you could make that That'd really That'd be kind cool. of interesting, especially because you could leave the real world real, yes. and then when you go into the outback... It's, it's like what dreams may come or something yeah. Or it's like it's like a combo of, like, you know, Cartoon. animation and, like, you know, CG and, like, you know, reality yeah, in a way. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. Uh, and my, uh, my pitch is Paul Giamatti is the max. Really? Why not? Okay. Well, in my case, then like it would have to be someone like um, either like Doug Jones, not mm. that, not necessarily doing the um, voice. No, no, he couldn't but, do it. But um, he well, needs to be huge. He's got to be a big burly person. I, know, I mean, like I know the CG. Is if there, you're but... mo camping in, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, what's his face? Who's in everything? Oh, uh, Andy Serkis. Thank you. Yeah. It's just Gollum. I don't. It's... No, it's true. Uh, okay, Sorry. so I'm. I'm... Tossing out Marvel Knights number three. Let's do it. Uh, this is the 20th anniversary Marvel Knights. The book, the, the book slash imprint that put Marvel back on the map. Donny Cates spearheaded this whole initiative and then passed it off to Tinny Howard, who wrote uh, this particular issue. And it shows because uh, it's not very good. Really? Because um, you were really enjoying this. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. The la- In issue two, it was a recap, kind of like, here's where they are and here's how they got here. Uh, I think we should start our stories where they begin and not when they get most interesting. So, like, maybe not, like, maybe they shouldn't have, like, hurried to get Elektra and Punisher and the Hulk and Daredevil on a street corner, like, at the end of the first issue and then needed to catch up to that because they do the exact same thing in this issue where, like, all those characters are just standing there being like, is Karen real? And then let's go back. Let's find out more about how we got here. Okay. Nothing happens. Frank meets up with a couple of characters who he would never interact with. And that's like kind of the fun, but it's also kind of like, but he's in an alternate reality and Frank doesn't even know who he is. So it's a lot of bullshit. Uh, we find out that Frank is, uh, in addition to being a New York City cop, he's also with a woman and it's not Maria, nor does he have children. It's somebody named Gina, who's like another cop. And it's just basically like, this is, this is what your life could be like, Frank, if you just stopped it for a minute and just right. chilled out. Um, I mean, not now. No, but even... The damage is kind of done. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it was very boring, and it was not v- terribly interesting. And uh, it, and then we ended up back where we started. Uh, also, you know, if you think that Loki is a really cool character, and you haven't gotten enough of him because he's he was the main antagonist of the New Avengers series, he's the main antagonist, slash protagonist of Infinity Wars, uh, then how about Loki again? 
because Loki's again in this series, and Loki also is aware that he's Loki, and he's manipulating him. Enough with the Loki. I get that he's, like, your strongest MCU character, but how about getting some good, cool villains in your movies so that the comics can copy you and then put them in the mo- in the in the comics again? Right. Everybody loves Kingpin. Hey, D'Onofrio's not working anymore. Why not just make him the Kingpin in the movies? Because the, mo- the movies and the TV people don't get along, and that's why it's stupid. Anyway, right. uh, Marvel Knights... Three is a pass. Don't waste your time. It's not worth it. If you know what happened in the last issue, you can just pick up number four without any problem whatsoever. Really? Uh, I really liked That's it. That's a shame. I, I really like the idea behind it. I can't believe that Kate's passed the buck to somebody else to write the script. Uh, well, maybe he's busy doing He's very busy, else. but like, don't take a job if you're too busy to do it. But like, <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's fine. Uh, it's a neat idea. It clearly has no re- bearing on the rest of the series. It's too bad because Marvel Knights should come back and it should be important. Okay. And it's just not. So... Don't waste your time. Woo. Woo. There you have it. Um, By the way, jumping into the Super Chats before we move on to the next book. Sure. Algae Try, uh, I have nothing clever to say, so here's some money. Comic Pop Forever. Well, thank you so very much for that. Thanks, man. And uh, DVID22, back issues Marvel the end. Will you do it in the future? Probably. Um, I don't know if it's collected, but I do know that I have, like, like, some of the issues. I have, like, random issues. Oh, really? Yeah, I have, like... Two and four and five or something. I don't remember. I don't have them all. <gasps> sounds like sounds like you know you're, you've put it in like we're in a game and I need a code and like I have to follow what issues you have and I'm like, it's two five right seven yeah that's exactly uh, yeah that sucks. And Silver Cricket decided to jump in and review the books ah. himself. Uh, uh, West Coast Avengers is great. So Transformers is uh, versus Star Trek is good, and Infinity Warps mm-hmm. two is just woof. So there you have it. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump into an indie because I actually have two indie books yes. this week. Here's what's funny. Last week, Image had, like, nothing. I Not know. last week. I should say the week before that. But this past Wednesday, there was, like, a ridiculous amount of Image books that came out. So I had to pick and choose, everybody. Even my wallet gets hurt occasionally. So I, I, I had one I wanted to get, and then one people kept asking me to talk about. And so mm-hmm. that's the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, hold on to your your pants, everybody, because I'm you're not about to fill them. With- I'm not sure you're going to be pleased with my review of this. Uh, I read Prodigy number one this week by Mark Miller and Ralph Albuquerque. Last time I read a Mark Miller book was Reborn. Yes. I had a great time with that. Again, fantasy, a little more up my alley, right? This book has uh, much more of a like I, I don't want to call it science fiction, science fantasy sort of feel to it. We're talking multi dimensions. We're talking main character who is uh, something of a savant. He's a prodigy in a sense, like incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. like you know above and beyond. Like can watch movies to learn how to fight. Does that you know that kind of thing, right? Cool. Um, the idea behind this is we just like this whole issue is just getting a feel for the world that we live in and for the character himself and like. Just kind of what he does. Um, you just see a lot of him flaunting his intelligence, his intellect. Um, I mean, decidedly, uh, understandably so. He can do, um, you know, like crazy stunts. Like people request him to do that. He hasn't slept in like 30 days or whatever because he doesn't need to. It's that kind of thing, right? Like doesn't want to do paperwork, just wants to, like he figured out how to, um, a, a compound of some sort to keep food fresh for, like, a century. And, like, Mm. essentially he can solve all the world's problems. And by the end of it, like, there's, like, this crazy thing that happens where um, these, like, cars, like, randomly, like, appear, like, displacing people in a sense. And, like, they're makes and models of cars that nobody's ever heard of with with license plates from states no one's ever heard of. Okay. And inside the trunk are, like, dead animals. And then, like, there's, like, this other crazy ship that shows up. And, like, he, like... The people or the, the government who has it, which I think is ours, but they're in Australia, um, mm. 
Hat, like, thinks it's from outer space and he's like no it's from another dimension and clearly this is a, their test and blah 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 like, mm-hmm. like something else will come my problem with this first issue honestly is the overwhelming lack of conflict mm-hmm. and so like for me it ended up just kind of being like I was just waiting for the like for the plot to develop for the or plot, for the honestly, conflict to come in um, and like, like challenge I, this main character yeah and like even when he discovers all of this and, like, you know, learns about where the story is essentially going, because of his incredible intelligence and because of the fact that he, um, you know, can really handle anything, right now it feels like, okay, who cares? Right. Like, well, if he can solve every problem, then what's the pro- what, when, what is the problem? Yeah, yeah. Why am I following his adventure? So, like, I think this issue ended a little too early, and, like, clearly in the next issue, hopefully we're going to develop, because I have faith in Mark Miller. He kind of knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it depends on what he's, he's writing, but, but yeah. But I was going to say, he's written a few stories before, and he knows how stories should be put together and how, like, they should flow. And I just, I, this was missing something for me to, like, really hook me, or, like... This guy has all the answers. Right. I'm cool. Like, like okay, you, good no matter for what you, you throw at him, like, because there wasn't that last page of, like, ha. I don't know what right, to do. Which or... is, like, an unfortunate thing when you're putting out a first issue because now you're selling this on the fact that you hope that people just enjoy the character and, or make the assumption, like I am, that, like, clearly this is going someplace else. Or you're selling it on, on Miller's name, which I'm just kind of like, that's a shame because you shouldn't sell it on your name, man. You should sell it on the, the weight of the story. And for me, this just didn't capture me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's a bad story and it doesn't mean it's not going to turn into something phenomenal. It's just this first issue was just lacking yeah. a key component for me. Yeah, so, to, to, to hook you. The, yeah. the art looks really good, though. The art, oh my God. Rafa Albuquerque is phenomenal. Um, I first saw his art in American Vampire. Right. Um, just a spectacular artist. Really knows how to capture... Um, quiet scenes, but also like crazy intense action sequences has a real way with like facial expressions and like just capturing like the little ticks that Mm -hmm. people have. And like, just this book was a delight to look at, let's be honest. Um, and I'll give it another shot, but like this issue just didn't grab me. But will you watch the Netflix series? (laughs) It's coming. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no, I know, I know, I hear you. And, like, I see some people in the chat talking about how, like, all this stuff has been successful. Just because it's been successful doesn't mean I like it or that it's necessarily good. Lots of things are successful that aren't great. That's very true. <laughs> like how many I seasons said, of Walking Dead? Oh, right. No, I'm just saying, like, again, I'm not saying this book is bad. I'm just saying I'm kind of disappointed in the flow of this first issue. Right, right, right. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, Geek Assault, I dig your channel and respect the grid. The grid. Uh, y'all deserve way more subs. Thank you very much. I just I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, here's a yeah. little appreciation. Peace and have a blessed day. Will you too? Thank you so very much. Geek Assault. Um, it's almost one of our channel name suggestions. Yes, it is. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, Kevin Simmons, <laughs> thanks for always keeping your channel to comics. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. I like your guys for staying above the political and e-drama fray. Me too. Thanks. We do. We, we strive for that. Yes, we. <laughs> it, yes, it would be easy to get the clicks and complain about something in a stupid way, but why do that? <laughs> so, uh, plus, I don't have this. I don't have the tongue for it. There you go. Uh, so, let's jump into the next book. Uh, okay. So, I guess we could talk about this one. Um, yeah, I didn't read this, so go for it. I wanted to. I just didn't get the opportunity yeah, to. Yeah, much anticipated. A lot of people couldn't wait for this series, and of course it was delayed heavily because Jeff John's very busy, but uh, Shazam! You didn't say it. I just said I Shazam. Shazam! 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 It's here, this. number one, from Jeff John's, and somebody named Eaglesham. Uh, Eaglesham? Eaglesham. Is he one? 
Uh, no, no, secretly, no. it's a hawk. The art's really good. It, it, it's it's mm-hmm. very evocative of a Dale Eaglesham. It's a uh, <laughs> it's very evocative of uh, I want to say like a Gary Frank meets a Jason Fabic, like that kind of style. I can where see it's that. like grounded but fantastic, and mm-hmm. you know heavy uh, you know heavy detail. Um, basically, we meet the entire Shazam family. They go on a little like field trip. It's just it's the it's the best kind of like sell Shazam, and you gotta work in the Shazam family as well. You can't just make it be about Billy Batson. It's gotta be about the family, right? Uh, Billy Batson, of course, an orphan, and a bunch of other orphans. They live together and uh, shared a little bit of that power with them, and they all have their own Shazam abilities, and mm-hmm. they are all basically like different versions of Shazam. It's like if you've ever played the Superman arcade game from the 80s uh if you're superman there's a multiplayer option uh but you know you don't get to be martian manhunter or something you get to be like superman but like with a different color scheme <laughs> that's basically what these guys are but they all have different power sets and they're they, some can talk to machines and whatnot it's all very ninja turtles one of them can talk to fish oh wait right. no oh no 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 let's not do that but uh yeah so anyway they go on a field trip uh there's gonna be a, a heist shazam and the shazam family reveal themselves and, like, knock the crap out of the bad guys. Well, they really are color-coded, except for Mary. Except for Mary. <laughs> uh, but and, and it's a cute little story, and you get this... It's very, like, full of life and uh, youthful exuberance and whatnot. Sure. Uh, you get a real feel for, like, who these characters are. Of course, Jeff Johns, dude, knows how to, like, sell the premise of a story mm-hmm. and give you kind of, like, the first... 10 minutes of a movie mm-hmm. uh, in a comic book. Right, right, uh, right. Which is really nice. And it's a little fun. And, like, basically, the Shazam family is kind of celebrating being back uh, in comics, but, like, in a kind of a meta way. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then the story, like, kind of, like, wraps up with them discovering a map to another place that they want to investigate. And uh, there's an implication that, like, uh, the ending's kind of cute and fun, but also, like, confusing. Like, Clearly, like Captain like Shazam shows up at the end, oh, but claiming to be Billy's natural father. I don't know what that's all about. Um, maybe it is his father. He just looks like Shazam, and mm-hmm. it's something like that. But there's a whole thing. It's a mystery. Mysteries abound right. with Shazam. Um, I've never been a Shazam fan. I don't. Okay. I don't care for the character. I never liked the like. The, the origins of the character, you know, Shazam comes from, like, he's very magic-based, which I'm not very very into. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, he's a rip-off of Superman in terms of his origins. Uh, DC acquires him just because they don't want him to be competing with him because he outsold Superman back in the day. Right, um, right, right, right. But, uh, you know, he, I like him better as a plot device than I like him as a character. Right. They, uh, could, they could also be attempting to do uh, something really intelligent here where they're, like, stacking their deck so yeah. that when the Shazam movie comes out, out. Oh no, that's exactly. But what But it's this not is. just like it's not like oh my gosh, like because it's coming out next week or something. Like they're like no no that way if they go afterwards, there's actually a, a lot of books they can right. Purchase. Yeah, you could pick up the first volume of the new series, right. that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's a fun series that isn't for me, but I recognize the benefits of it. So I'm going to recommend it because I think that there are a lot of people who have been looking forward to a Shazam book for a long time. Right. I've never been looking forward to a Shazam book. So when you <laughs> give it to me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read it and I'm right. going to like judge it. And it's like, this looks like a lot of fun. I don't, I don't care about any of these characters or what their struggle is or what their adventures are. Um, and that's going to be like kind of like the uphill battle for me is the movie. At the very least, they're not going to do probably the Shazam family. It'll just be focused on one. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of fun, the trailer, anyway. Does. Mm. So I'm excited for that, but like at the same time, again, 
at the end of the day, when it comes to like the the character, it's it's a lot of work. And ultimately, like the thing that people like about that character is the thing that I have a problem with. So if they were to change it to make it something that I would enjoy, they it would, would yeah. all Shazam fans wouldn't enjoy it. So like right, right, right. So for that, I'll say check out the book. I think it's really fun. The art's mm. really good. I never heard of Eagle Sham, so I was excited to see his work, and I think he's got a lot of strengths, and I'm looking forward to seeing their work in other books. Eagle Sham. Eagle Sham. Um, I'm sure it's pronounced another way. Yeah, I have no doubt. Um, I think it's a couple. There's a, there's quite a few actually. Oh, wow. Uh, the Red Samurai. What do you guys think about Mark Miller's Miller World and all the upcoming Netflix movies uh, and TV shows? Have you liked all the previous adaptations? Also, can't wait for Michael B. Jordan to play Prodigy. Um, is that tr- I don't know if Michael Jordan I, is playing Prodigy. I don't know. Uh, here's uh, the thing. Like, I wish instead of like uh, companies just purchasing up a a lot of of properties just to make them to make them that out of them they selected the ones that were best and most suited for the jump from like one media to the other because not everything works in that way where it's just like if you have to rewrite the plot so much to get to there like Mm -hmm. i don't know like there is no point in purchasing that necessarily then um i think there are a lot of miller properties that will be excellent Mm -hmm. on um on Netflix, um, and like like with Prodigy, like again, like when the story is all said and done, maybe it will, um, you know, like be stronger. And then, hey, look, I like Michael B. Jordan, so I'm kind of right. happy to see him in anything. So. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's fine. He should come here. Oh, oh yeah, we'd love on. to see my back yeah. issues. Uh, you couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's how I feel as well. Silver <laughs> Cricket. I know this is going to sound insane, but go check out Go Bats by Tom Scully. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Second issue comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, there's, why not? There's like a sentence I never thought I would ever hear anybody say. Yeah, check so out GoBots. Like, hey, they, there you go. Why not? GoBots. Uh, Scoro, I thought the Shazam backup was really sweet. The art felt like a mix between webcomic and anime. I agree. Uh, again, I didn't want to talk about it. Cause oh, okay. Just more. Sure, sure. Uh, Chris Back, love your channel. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. Uh, congrats on the year of marriage. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's right. Tiffany and I just celebrated one year yesterday, and uh, we had a great time. We did. Thank uh, you. And thank you so much for all the well wishes and yeah, kindness. Yeah, you guys are incredible. If you could only, uh, if you could only one trade from Marvel and DC, uh, what would it be, new or old? Uh, I, if we could only what have uh, have write delete. We said new or old, so I'm gonna say have read. Uh, I'm gonna say read, and I guess I would go with like Kingdom Come and like uh, good you know, it's um, a really good just one. Just maybe Secret Wars, uh, the new one, just to pour over it because like Ooh, those books have a lot of like depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with the uh, Doom Patrol Omnibus. I want a lot to hang on to. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, Danielle in the super chats, Tiffany, what kind of tea are you drinking? Uh, it's actually it's a special edition because it's the holidays. It's chocolate mint. Ooh. It's it's herbal and it's so so no like crazy caffeine going on here, but it's just it's like dessert tea. Well, that sounds nice. You can smell it. It's nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you can smell the tea also. Like you can smell those things, but yeah, also yeah. that it is so, tea. Well, thank you for asking about my tea. Yeah. What uh, <laughs> what else did you read? Oh, uh, Doctor Strange came out this week. Uh, as you yeah, know, you've been really not a big fan of this. No, series. it's not that I'm not a big fan. Because here's the thing: I definitely didn't like Hopeless more than I didn't like what Wade is doing. But right. again, Hopeless got a really unfair shake, and I. Let's not even get into that. Yeah. Um, but Mark Wade has been, like, fine. Like, he's been fine. It's not, like, anything where I'm just like, wow. Like, I mean, I would, you know, if someone was looking for more Doctor Strange content, I wouldn't have a problem being like, you, sh- you could check out the Wade run. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be fine there. It's not, like, you know, it's not mind-blowing mm-hmm. for me. Um, but um, this issue is three ninety nine technically. Uh, it's issue 9, but it's also issue Legacy number three ninety nine. So mm-hmm. the next 
time around we're getting issue 400 we just ended an arc the last issue so obviously we are going to be starting a new arc with issue 400 right so this is literally a stopgap we need something to go here and kind of set up what's coming this is kind of um it's a charming story in a sense it's one of those stories where they're just setting up some interesting um character like moments for strange and character development in a sense yeah i think i've seen a couple of choice pages from this series uh, or from this issue yeah i haven't seen anything um the idea is like um i mean i read it i didn't see anything online no the idea is really just about um strange and his attachment to living in the village and living on bleaker street right and how like 10 years ago a development company came through and was trying to buy up everything strange had been away like in the midst of battle comes back and like a local like shop owner is is complaining about all of this, and he's like, "Wait, what now?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, you were away, but they don't really know what he does." And so inevitably, like like the guy who like kind of runs the company shows up to Strange. Strange invites him in, and like everything, it's like an M.C. Escher painting, of course. Yes. And like he takes him through the house basically, and he threatens him in a way where he's just like, "Obviously, you don't want this home. Mm-hmm. What good is it to you? So you can't build here, right? Because without my house, you're screwed." Mm-hmm. So he kicks him out. And then the next time we see them, it's like, I don't know, like five years ago. And we see Strange watching someone's kids, which I think is interesting because, like, we've staunchly seen Strange not be attached in that sense. So, no. like, Wade is trying to retcon that he can watch children. And, like, literally his idea of watching children is, like, he conjures, like, a, like a unicorn and, like, gives the kids, like, powers to be able to, like, move blocks around and that's stuff like fun. that. So, okay. like, that's his idea of watching the kids. Um, but again, people talking about how, like, you know, oh, like, the company who originally was going to buy out the place got bought out themselves, and, uh, now they're hiring, like, thugs to come around. Mm. And, like, they're, like, one of the, like, stores ends up blowing up and stuff oh, like no. that. And Strange goes in and saves the shop owner and actually ends up reforming the bomb that was used. And it's, like, classic dynamite. I'm like, really? Um, <laughs> uh, but from that, he's able to ascertain fingerprints, and he has the bomb, and he's gonna give it to the police, like, and so he ruins that plan for them. He threatens them as well with that. Yeah. That guy gets arrested, right? The guy who's behind all of that. Mm-hmm. Then it's two years ago, and this time around the attack is on Strange himself. They're like, I know what you're doing, and I'm going to tell the whole neighborhood, and the neighborhood's going to hate you and force you out. And then we'll come in and purchase up the land. Right. So he has a meeting with a lot of their closest neighbors, and the neighbors are kind of like, yeah, but everyone kind of hates you now. And, like, I don't know. And, like, a lot of them are just like, you have stood by us. You saved us. Like, you've literally saved our lives. Yeah. And, like, you've ca- taken care of us, and you've helped us rebuild, and, like, all this stuff. Like, we're not going to let you do that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, don't worry, I got this. So he goes to a meeting with all of the executives there and, like, starts threatening them because he's like, this is liable and I'm going to sue you. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, well, I'm going to have my attorney show up. And his attorney's like a demon. <laughs> and, like, he's like, what? Like, like, like demon a hulking with the, red He's, like, red demon. with the horns. He's got, a, like, a mouth in his stomach as well as on his face. He's mm-hmm. got a briefcase. And a briefcase. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and they're like, and the next thing you see is, like, a, a newspaper headline that just says, we were wrong. And it's Dr. Strange, like, wink. Like, yeah. yes, they like were. Like a Forbes cover? Pretty much. And then it's, like, today, and, like, this has not ended. And the guy who originally came to him to buy up the place summoned a demon to show up to, like, get Strange out. And, like, the demon's like, obviously, there's, like, something underneath the house. And, like, that's why, like, there must be some sort of, like, crazy gate in this, like, where it's, like, the, like, the least strong between, like, different worlds. So I want that. I want to have that. Like, the demon just kind of figures, like, he's like, that must be what it is. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And Strange isn't like, you don't get it. I'm not protecting anything here. Right. Like, the reason I don't want to leave is because I like these people and I like this neighborhood. And like a lot of like families are brought up in here. And like, I think that they have every right to stay here and I want to be here with them. Mm. 
And he's just like, it doesn't matter where the house is. And the door flies open. He pushes the demon out. And he's on the moon. And he's just like, if you want to develop, you can develop up here. Oh. And like the, the demon's like, I, I have to, I, he can't breathe. And he right. it gets all cold and the strange leaves. And then Nick Fury, the unseen, is like, get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. And he ejects him. Um, <laughs> no. Um, and then we have the epilogue, which is going to be setting up um, ep- or issue 400, which is like a big deal. Okay. At least that's how Wade is treating it. Good. And, I mean, we uh, should, right? Yeah, we want to get excited for a exactly. centennial. Yeah. So um, in it, we see Strange like passed out in his, like, his like, chair. And he has a dream about meeting the Ancient One for the first time and learning from him. And then, Mm -hmm. like, the Ancient One, of course, becoming incorporeal and, like, becoming one with, like, the energies and the universe and all around him, right? And um, Strange wanting to know more from him. He's like, you can't. You're, you're, like, flesh and I'm not. So bye. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Strange wakes up. We're not sure necessarily. And there's, like, a knock at the door. And we see, like, these sandaled feet. And I was like, oh, it's Wong. Mm -hmm. No, it's the Ancient One. He's back. And he calls Strange Master. Oh, no. Right? And, like, needs him to teach him. And I'm like... Isn't he dead? We'll find out how he's not. Yeah. I <laughs> he's trust... not dead. He's like, I don't know. I, tr- anyway. I trust this resurrection of the Ancient One better than Bendis' resurrection yeah. of the Ancient One. Well, well, we'll see. Because, like, again, like, in this scene, it's really uncertain how much of it is a dream and how much of it is reality. But seemingly, this is the reality. And so, like, obviously, for the 400th issue, they want to do something big. And sure. so this is the thing that they're going to do. And That's we'll see cool. where it goes. And at least, here's the thing. Wade remembers strange and major strange stories yeah so at the very least the 400 issue won't be just like a springboard for somebody else's bullshit right S- strange like i'm sure wade will in- incorporate his own but like sure. he's also gonna be like i want to talk about how great duck strange is with this issue right so, right so we'll see yeah uh kale sounds if you're new to comic books where do you start with marvel at dc so many stories there's like a is there like a 101 guide somewhere on youtube or google uh the fact is there isn't and the reason for that and if anybody is they're selling you something so, like, the, the reality is if you want to get started with Marvel or DC, you start with a character. And the only way to start with that character is there's no wrong choices. You know, there, like, there you, a... you go with what you are attracted to, what you visually or intellectually. If you're like, I want to get a story about oh, no, about orphans or I want to do a story about, like, a married person or I want to do a story about a cool-looking tattoo. You know, like, that you can go from there. And that's where your recommendations come from. Right. Well, I was going to say, um, I think a good way to start is to examine other things that you like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like other, like it doesn't have to be within comics, obviously. It could be any like show that you like, Netflix, mm-hmm. TV, whatever, movies that you dig, yep. um, books that you like to read. And from that, you'll kind of like, obviously, you know, you know your taste, you know? And from that, you can ask those who do read comics, like, hey, these are the things I like. Do you have any recommendations to start? That are like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, let's say you grab something for the first time, like, thinking, like, oh, okay, you know what? I like uh, fantasy, so I'm going to try out, like, Sandman. That may not work for you because it yeah. may not be what you're looking for. That doesn't mean you don't like comics because I think people have made that mistake before. It's like, why right, don't I like where they're comics? like, well, I, hate the, I hated this one issue that everybody told me was great, so right. I guess I'm an idiot. No, like, no, no. It's just that that wasn't the fit for you. But mm-hmm. there's so many other stories and characters out there. Like, and you want to get into it, like, just just try again. There's no there's no harm in like liking something or not liking something that everyone else likes. It's absolutely okay. Yeah. Absolutely okay. Uh, Chris Beck, it was read or have. Yeah, which we were right. Yay. All right. Uh, sorry. Uh, are you coming to Seattle? Maybe one day. We've uh, been to Seattle yeah, twice really now. Like it's Seattle. awesome. I love I that like city. Uh, so if Seattle wants us, you know, we'd, we'd you be happy have, to go. You guys have great donuts and that crumpet shop. Yes. Uh, MV5357, do you guys have a preference for floppies or digital? I prefer to buy digital when it comes to new books. 
But those books become old books, and then I find I have to get like either a trade or yeah. floppies. I like floppies for back issues, and I like trades for, or I like digital for new things, and I like trades for the show. Yeah. Uh, but digital is for my regular monthly habit. Uh, floppies are for my back issues bins. I honestly read them better as floppies and physicals, but because I work like so many of you do, um, digital is often easier for me to get to. Yeah. Um, because I can't always make it to a comic book store on my way home or whatever. Um, and I don't want to miss out or be spoiled, so digital tends to be there. I have bought things like twice basically at times. Right. Yeah. Especially you've... with certain books, like when Saga comes out, like if like something big was happening and I knew it was coming, that was one of those where I had to buy it digitally and then I go out and buy the floppy. Yeah. So they're getting twice the money from yep. me. Because stealing comics sucks. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> David22, Doctor Strange Community Organizer number one. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange Block Party. <laughs> yeah. And Jordan Cooper, hey guys, sending some love from Australia. Hey, Australia. Thank you very much. In terms of crossover events with all their characters, who do you enjoy more, Marvel or DC, at their best? Uh, I think I like Marvel events. I used to like Marvel events a lot better than DC. Um, lately, DC's been doing a better job with their events so far. Okay. Like within the past year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Marvel is just like obsessed with the events and they turn them into like a big expensive like thing. Mm. Um, but they used to be they used to be really fun and inclusive and I liked them a lot. Now now I'm just kind of sick of them. Right, right. I think that like it really legitimately um depends on the the event itself and the writer and the teams, but if yeah. we have to pick one or the other, it's funny because it's like I get more excited sometimes seeing the Marvel crossovers simply because of the fact that we have seen like Justice League and the Justice League and like Justice League Unlimited. Like I'm talking like animated shows where it's like, wow, look at all these crossovers that are happening. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I've seen it and it's exciting and it's great. And that doesn't mean I don't like seeing it, but like with the Marvel ones, I like, I was more starved for that content. So for me, like, it's just like one of those, I'm like, Oh cool. Yeah. It doesn't always work out. Like mm-hmm. if you count like Justice League Dark as a crossover, then it's like, yeah, that creamed everything. So then that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so getting back into the books, mm-hmm. uh, Justice League, uh, number 13 mm-hmm. came out. This is a Tynion, uh, book. Okay. That's one of those alternating things because yeah, yeah, Drowned yeah. Earth just ended and this is, a uh, where, where they would check back in with Legion of Doom. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is like, uh, it, it's a, it's a pairing down of Legion of Doom. It's getting too unruly. They didn't do anything. Uh, so why not make the team smaller? Um, the you know the, we needed that big like oh my god look at the biggest rogues you got Cheetah and Grodd and Joker and Black Manta and Lex Luthor well Black Manta's out and uh, now we're losing Joker as well he's got to go do other things well it's just it's hard to write for him well to be fair he doesn't really strike me as a long term team player he is not either, a team player at all so but like and that was the thing for them they were like we got to like justify Joker being on this team and the idea was that like. Lex Luthor convinces Joker to get on the team. We see a flashback of how Lex Luthor like tricks the Joker into joining. Um, sure, and it involves hot air balloons. Well, Joker is going to <laughs> enact a nefarious scheme which involves hot air balloons full of Joker toxin. Ooh. Um, the, by the way, really quick like lettering problem. For some reason over the last, like I want to say, maybe 10 years, maybe okay. a little more, I'm not sure. Uh, they thought that it's a really good idea to give Joker his own font. And they did that a lot, especially because I remember reading a, reading an interview with Scott Snyder when he started doing, like, after Court of Owls. Okay. 
uh, and he was doing his first major Joker event. Uh, he said, like, I really don't have a lot of Joker stories. I really don't want to overuse him. I'm really not going to use him very much. Fair. Then he used him, like, every other arc. And that was when I first started well, to notice, like, the, the Joker font. Maybe that was him not overusing. <laughs> Either way, uh, they started using this, like, this horrible font for the Joker uh-huh. to indicate the Joker, like, speaks differently than the rest of us. Right, right, or is right. on some different plane of existence. Okay. And they do that with, like, Venom sometimes, where it's, like, sure. with the black... Uh, speech bubble and the white text. Yeah. It's a fun yeah, way to it, distinguish a difference between them. Absolutely. I don't know why you need to do it with Joker. I don't think you do. Um, the letterer in this issue really screws it up and it looks really stupid. Oh, I didn't actually even notice it initially because it just looked like the standard font in all caps, but mm-hmm. I do see there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. It, it's it's Here's the thing. If you have oh, bad yeah. lettering, it, you you will notice immediately. Right. I like, mean, you shouldn't notice. If, if you have great lettering, you should never even notice. You just, right. you just pour over the comic, you're totally fine. If you have bad lettering or not great too. lettering, yeah, yeah, they're all, they're yeah, all yeah, caps, yeah. then you're going to have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I know it's funny to harp on, like, lettering, but it, this is a major book that sells, like, a couple, it sells at least 80 to 100,000 units, a, like, a month, yeah. and those are good numbers. You shouldn't be having these, like, amateur problems. Um, Hang on. I just want to point out, I like the fact that he has a drawer that just says jokes. Yeah. That's where he keeps the jokes. Just, just, the Joker just keeps them in that one file. Just that one. He only has enough for there. Yeah. It's just jokes. Right? Uh, <laughs> ultimately, um, Joker reveals that he's super smart and knows everything, and he's smarter than Luther. And he uh, he basically agrees to join up with Luther in the Legion of Doom if Luther promises not to team up with the Batman who laughs. Luther immediately teams up with the Batman who laughs and keeps him in like a like a torture room. Why would he jump to that conclusion? Uh, because he already knows he's already working with him. Oh, and he okay. just wants to screw with him. Okay. But except, except he, no, he's surprised. So like, he why does he do that? I don't know. It's... It, it's silly. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so Le- Lex, like, lost Black Mantis, who's having a, a he's having an audition to replace him. So he invites a whole bunch of, like, villains that weren't quite good enough to be on the Legion of Doom before, who might be on the Legion of Doom now. Is it like, the Riddler? Yeah, Riddler, Mr. Freeze, Scarecrow, um, you know, Parasite, a couple other people. It's like Grundy? Yeah. Don't put him on the team. I know. But uh, <laughs> basically, Joker finds out that Luther's been working with the Batman who laughs. Yeah. So he turns the table on everybody and everyone gets Joker toxin nuts. Uh, he breaks Luther's super secret, uh, you know, like armor mm-hmm. and says like, I have, Oh my God. They have this horrible dick measuring contest where like Luther says what he's going to do to the Joker. And then the Joker says what he's going to do to Luke Luther. And it just screams like, like schoolyard bully, moron like yeah yeah. here's yeah. a here's a direct quote from the line i am going to cut open your brain and make sure that every nerve ending is firing non-stop pain and agony while making sure you never go into shock it's just the kind of like it's like a first idea yeah it's like the kind of yeah, thing yeah, that like yeah. yeah i know that you're trying i need to demonstrate that joker that luther is like serious and he's like a badass yeah. but he's also super smart if he says like i'm gonna kill you that's not smart enough so he's gotta like de- and demonstrate just how smart he is right. but like i'm gonna do this very specific thing and i'm gonna make sure that the- like we we get it right i'm kind of surprised in that writing from tynan honestly uh yeah i am i know <laughs> um then Joker basically says the same type of thing, and I don't know if it's... 
a joke on how bad that Luther line was, or if it's that Tanyan thinks that they're both so awesome. Either way, basically Joker reveals that he had like a big plan to screw over Luther at the end of his big pursuit using the doorknob of eternity and all that other yeah. bullshit. And uh, he's like, and I was going to do that, but because you betrayed me with the Batman who laughs, I'm just going to not kill you, reverse the gas effect on everybody, give you the doorknob back, and then leave. So that this issue has no bearing on anything that happens, except for the fact that in the next couple of issues for Justice League, if you see the Legion of Doom, Joker's not there anymore. It's literally just a, a a book to justify that Joker won't be in the Legion of Doom anymore. But Luther does plan on unleashing another cool, awesome supervillain, Brainiac. Oh no! This is the first time we've seen Brainiac since um... since Convergence, I guess. No, no. Well, yeah, I guess Brainiac from the... no, because wasn't he in? Um... Oh yeah, during the tree of the, the yeah, trees, was... uh, no justice. No justice. Yes. Yeah, he was there. That was Brainiac five. Yeah. No, I thought Brainiac was also present. I don't even remember. Like, yeah. yeah. No, he was, because he blew up. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going to take over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, it's his whole home planet. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. he was there, and he was going to give him the whole plan, and then he, like, Luther blew him up. Yeah. Or no, Cadmus blew him up. Right, yeah. Waller blew him up, I should say. Exactly. <laughs> Remembering things. Right? <laughs> but uh, it's... Woo! <laughs> this issue is such a pass, you can skip the whole thing. The art's not great. It's like gritty for gritty's sake. You know, there's... Oh, I need to make it really cool and hyper-detailed. Here's more wrinkles. More wrinkles! Everyone right. has wrinkles! Right, right, right. Uh, but either way, so, so stupid. Right. Like, who cares? Skip this, save your money. Get something you want to, you know, if you need, if it's burning a hole in your pocket, try something different. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, 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 use it on someone else. Like, right. try it out. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's surprising. Okay. I was very disappointed, but it was also like, it's, here's the thing. It's fun to see the Joker, like, show that he's the Batman of the Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. I could beat all of you and kill all of you. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. No lasting effects. Nothing interesting happens. And he just, like, betrays. You know, it's just like, okay. Right, 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 right. Whatever. Ooh, yeah, all right. There you go. Um, Before we move on to big books, or, yeah. like, other big two books, I should say. Yes. Um, I want to talk about what the other indies I read this week. Uh, die number one came out this I thought it was, week. like, Die, Die, Die or something. But it's, it's just, just Die? Just Did die. one die? There's a specific reason it's called that. Oh, um, this is written by Kieran Gillen of Wicked and Divine fame yeah. and Stephanie Hans, who's also uh, worked on that as well for the art. Uh, I like Stephanie Hans a lot. She also worked on um, some of the Angela Witch Hunter back during Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see her pop up all over the place. Very stylized work. I like that word, apparently, everybody. Yeah, and it's I, not inaccurate. Um, but it, it's, look, I'm, I'll try to like just summarize this book as quickly and briefly as possible. Um, right. I enjoyed this. Yeah. This book is like Jumanji, which they admitted. Okay. Meets It. Okay. <laughs> meets It. All right. Cool. <gasps> meets like Birthright, the comic. Kind of. Mm. So like, the idea is in like 1991, there was a group of friends. One of them was turning 16 his sister was like complaining and moaning and whatever about um, what have you and wanted to go with him 
to this party that his friend was hosting. Essentially, he's just like, instead of having a party, we'll play, like, I'll host a game. Okay. Right? They are RPG folk. They are pen and paper gamers, right? Yeah. So it goes. We meet the cast, basically. Um, so it's this this kid, um, his sister, this other chick, this guy, and the guy's uh, this other dude, and then like this guy who's gonna run. So six characters, very different um, personalities. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that um, Solomon, who's running the game, uh, found this like new. He came up with the game basically, in, in a sense, and we'll find out more about it. And so they spend the like the time putting their characters together and all this stuff, and then they introduce each other, and then he basically gives them one die each. Mm. Now, those of you who played a pen and paper game, you need a lot more dice usually. Mm-hmm. You got your D20s, you got your percentile dies, your D6s. Each of them get one, and Solomon gets the D20. Oh. And then, basically, the, 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 the book is like, I can't tell you what happened next. And then they flash forwards two years, and like, Five of them are standing in the middle of a street. The sister's missing an arm. Mm-hmm. And, like, this car drives up. By the way, this is all, like, um, like English. Like, they're British. Okay. Which is delightful because I get to read it in my horrible British accent. Um, but um, shows up and is like, whoa, what are you doing in the road? And immediately she recognizes them as, like, the six who went missing. Mm. They've been gone for two years. Okay. And so then we jump ahead another 25 years. Okay. Everyone's 40 years old. Right. And um, most of them never really quite recovered. Like, um, you know, like they all have jobs and a lot of them have families, but like none of them can talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. And like Solomon's mom shows up to our main protagonist's home and it's just like, I don't know why. I think his name's Ace. He's like, I don't know why you won't tell me what where he is. Like, I just want to be able to bury him, basically. Like, I need to let him go. I need to let my son go. And like gives him a lot of crap. And like this kid clearly just you know, this adult man now never quite got over whatever occurred, right? And he's yeah. like, I can't tell you. Um, one of the guys who went was able to, like, tell stories about it in a sense. Like, so he wrote these, like, fantasy novels okay. and, like, made movies out of it. So he's super, like, successful. rich and successful. Um, so they don't really see each other, though. So one evening, the brother goes to meet his sister because they're pretty much the only, like, he only really hangs out with her at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, they're at this bar, and they're just hanging out and, like, talking about how she's a coder and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like, the bartender's like, oh, hey, by the way, I guess you're the party. And he's like, this was delivered for you. And it's a package, and they open it up, and there's a box. And when they open the box up, there's a D20 in there and has blood on it. Mm. And, like, they freak out immediately. And they're like, where did this come from? Who gave this to you? Like, was it his mom? Like, why? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't know. The post brought it. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they bring it outside. They're going to destroy it. And then he's like, you know what? No, the group has to decide what to do with this. So they basically all go to the guy's house who made all the money. And um, he's just like, I don't know what to do with this. And a lot of people are resentful. And, like, one, like the chick is like, uh, clearly Isabella or Izzy, I think is her name. And, uh, she's like, clearly you orchestrated all of this. Mm. And like, he's like, I didn't, I wanted mm. to destroy it, but I realized that we need to make this as a decision or as a group, I'm not going to make this decision. Cause I don't know what this means. This might mean that like Solomon's still alive right. or might not. I don't know. And so he picks up the die and like, they're holding it and what have you. And then all of a sudden it basically activates and mm-hmm. they all go back and they're freaking out. They're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be here. What's really funny is our main character rolled a female character i guess so he's a chick now in this world but the idea is they go back to this crazy like fantasy world where like all this crap went down 
our main, like, our protagonist reverses, or uses a spell to reverse, like, what happened. Because basically he cast a spell thinking it was the right thing to do that wouldn't allow them to talk about it. So oh. they wouldn't have to deal with it. Okay, but instead it just... Yeah. It just made it worse for them. But they were children at the time, but they thought it would be best, and so yeah. they never got to heal. So anyway, they go back there, and they run into Solomon. And he's just like, I defeated the Grandmaster, and I sent this to you, and I took his die, basically, and, I, and I'm the Grandmaster now, and you have to finish the game. Mm-hmm. And so they're trapped there. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I appreciate uh, Gillen's ability to craft a world, obviously, in Wicked and Divine. Um, he can handle an ensemble cast. And, you know, in light of Stranger Things 3, season 3, like, coming out, I was kind of excited for this, because while it's not exactly that same thing, it no, is like that... it's evocative of those It images. is, in a, in a sense. Um, you got the fantasy element, of course, with, like, the, the D&D-style gaming, but again, mm-hmm. it has, like, that kind of it feel to it. Yeah. Where it's like... Yeah, where they're all... They, they all, had a traumatic event, they all grew something up... Something happens that reminds them of the past, they all have to come back and together as And now we're adults. back. Yep. Um, so, like, I'm excited to see where this series goes. Yeah. Again, if you're not a Stephanie Hans art fan, hopefully you'll give it a shot. Anyway, Why wouldn't you be? I know. I like her art a lot, but like some people may not be their, their bag. Um, but if you're looking for something um, more fantasy-based, um, I'd give it a shot. Nice. Like, again, Kieran Gillen, I think he knows what he's talking about. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, Philippe Moscovini says, uh, thanks for mispronouncing my name. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. I'm sorry. I didn't say it, though. Uh, Heartless Fang. <laughs> so it's Tower of Babel, but with Joker's Contingencies versus the Legion of Doom. It is, if it were more simplistic, with no B-plot. I mean, like, you could pretty much do Tower Babel in one issue, but, like, no, he doesn't even use contingencies. He just beats them mm-hmm. because he's just better. Right, right, right. It's like if Batman beat the entire Justice League with a Batarang. Like, I did that the way that I always do it. Right. Uh, and Billy Deli, uh, hey, only second time watching live. Hi. Welcome to the second show, man. I'm at school, uh, <gasps> meant to be doing work. Well, do your work. Get back to work. It's okay. Uh, just want to know opinions on Super Sons miniseries. Uh, the new miniseries is just as good as it was before. Um, my excitement for it waned because of DC's obvious lack of interest in it as a property. Right. But uh, but it's still a good series. It holds up, it holds up, and I'll tell you more about that when we get to the recommendations. Ooh. So uh, any more? I think that's it for me, honestly. Whoops. Well then. <laughs> I guess it's time to get to the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. We're jumping into Doomsday Clock number eight from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. All right, let's be honest just really quickly. Yeah. We all know I love this cover. Yes, despite the fact that it says nothing about the issue. I don't In fact, care. I don't even think Kitty Bubastis even, like, I think he's, he's on the first page. Yeah, he's on the first. And then you it's like never the first see him again. three panels, and I love those panels. Yeah, they're pretty great. <laughs> there he goes. Yay! And that's it. That's the end of the book for Tiffany. Thanks no, for I, the cover. I read the whole thing. Hey, I don't care. No, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. I, it's weird. It's like the covers almost like deal more with the issue that came before it because mm-hmm. Bubast- Baby Bubastis or Bubastis 2 or whatever you want to call her, mm-hmm. him, it. Her, I think. Um, was more of a of a you know MacGuffin, not a MacGuffin, yeah. but like a like a like a plot device in yes. the last issue. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, ultimately, Doomsday Clock is a theme that says don't get involved. Uh, Firestorm is the main crux of this issue. Right. Uh, Firestorm is, like, pissed that the Russians are blaming America. It's very geopolitical. It's about, like, how the Russians are blaming America for escalating a conflict. The Russians have unveiled their superhero team. The, of course, subplot, which no one in D.C. at any point anywhere else is referencing, is the idea... That there's a Superman theory. Uh, all the superheroes are American. Why? Maybe there's a government conspiracy. The Russians follow suit and create their own. Uh, mm-hmm. Firestorm shows up and be like, no, they're not. 
it's not. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, he's a hothead, lol. Right. Uh, and uh, he gets overwhelmed and attacked by like common Russian people, right. and winds up turning a huge cl- a crowd into glass. He yes. goes into seclusion. Superman finally gets involved after eight issues. Yep. And uh, he, first he goes to Kondok because that's the superhero haven country that Black Adam runs. Mm-hmm. Not normally, but it is in the story. Uh, but it's not just for superhumans. Well, no, it's for anybody. But it's yeah. like a, it's like Mutopia or yeah. Genosha. Sure. Uh, but for power people and non-power people to just live in harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman assumes that he's there, being harbored, but he's not. Uh, he goes and finds Firestorm is hiding in Russia, and basically, like Firestorm is trying desperately to undo what he's done yeah because like uh he says that one of his powers or like potential powers is to like transmute matter yes in a sense but it's never worked on organic matter but this time it did yeah so he uh he 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 fails time and time again he can't do it yeah Uh, superman gives him some hope and then he is able to do it so superman and firestorm go before the russians and they try to de-escalate the situation superman shows up on his own and he tries to de-escalate it and batman is like this is a bad idea batman calls him on the bat plane and he's like on a special superman frequency and he's like don't pick a side even though like i don't i didn't see superman picking a side i think it was just like i think he i think batman already saw how they yeah were he saw where it's gonna it. go like regardless of like like firestorm showing up and like making everything worse mm-hmm. he i think batman was like you're you are are a a hopeful idiot right you think that they're just going you think to, they're gonna take you at your word yeah. and they're not yeah um, like they're like, this is not how to handle this right now yeah according to batman this panel uh, makes me crazy because I love it, and I think it is it cuts the core of Superman as a character. The dehumanization or the demonization of any group of people is wrong. Yeah, um, I saw the internet like crap themselves over the fact like, aren't there demons in the DC universe? How how stupid is Superman? And I'm like, I need you to do me a favor and go to Home Depot and get yourself one of those like things that pulls pull, posts out of the ground so you yeah. can pry your head out of your ass because that's so stupid. Um, that being said, uh, basically the whole thing blows up in his face. Firestorm finally shows up and he's like, come on, I can do this. I can make it better. Right. But it's actually the worst time he could have possibly. Oh, he picked the worst time because like Putin, like Putin tries to like shove Superman off the stage. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it becomes a freaking clusterfuck. Oh, and yeah. the, 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 the Russian superheroes attack Firestorm and the tanks roll in. They start crushing the people who are glass. Right, because they don't believe that they can actually save them. And, and so immediately, like, here's what, like, is so funny about this. And not even funny. It's just, it's, it's actually, like, rather a shame. Yeah. Just, like, in the heat of the moment, like, there you have Superman trying to do the right thing. And Batman is absolutely correct. It was all, he should not have done this. Mm-hmm. But, like, they, like... Firestorm brings the kid with him that he brought back and then they start opening fire and there's a child there and so Superman goes to save him and they're like and they try to like you know stop the soldiers from doing it and they're like oh they're attacking them yep because it's it's a perfect it's a perfect storm of like just of carnage but it's like it's the kind of thing you could like immediately assume would happen uh yeah and you know it's just a whole thing like it's really really cool uh, but of course, like, you know, we don't want to get into spoilers too much, but we will spoil the, we were talking about the end of the book. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, if you don't want to know, you know, just keep your ears plugged or whatever. <laughs> but like, of course, you know, Firestorm, he freaks out. He starts like coming apart. He can't, he, he's seeing that he's, he can't solve this problem. Yeah. Uh, he, he explodes in energy, but then the energy of course, but while he's exploding in energy, Superman is like, Firestorm's freaking out. And Batman's like, it's not Firestorm. No, they, well, yeah, well, he, yeah, he's like, the energy readings are off the chart, and then Firestorm's like, oh, I'm good. Right. Oh, cool. I'm okay. No, I, I, I actually somehow pulled it together. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. And then Batman reveals that it's not Firestorm. Yep. And then uh, he explodes in a 
Doctor Manhattanian uh, flash of flash of blue white light, which uh, which it wrecks a lot of things. It may have destroyed the Batman's plane, and it may have killed everyone in the surrounding area. We right. don't know. Yeah, we're not sure. I assume it does because this book does not pull any punches. Right, right, and like. Here's what I really enjoyed about this issue mm-hmm. is for me, this issue really harkens back to Watchmen. And like, so like this entire time we've been dealing with Russia, obviously that was like an allegory for the cold war that Watchmen was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the arms race between our two power countries. And now obviously like that, this whole Superman theory is just that. Yeah. And like clearly Ozymandias sees an opportunity because like he previously said that he would fix both places he's like no i can do this it'd be great yeah but i think he's full of shit i don't think he believes that at all no well he i think that's what's so interesting about him he's so deluded Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i'm interested to see what's actually going on with him because this is like well and he's obviously the 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 puppet master the cover of the book is him using superman and document and his puppets he's the puppet he orchestrated the entire situation maybe Uh, that was baby boobastis yeah maybe but Which, uh, hey, could we like not kill every cat? In please this don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but there's a lot of great stuff in here. Also, we see uh, Lois Lane is being tipped off about the existence of the Justice Society. She yeah, sees an old Ameri- uh, well, she has that, and like also, doesn't she have uh, Rorschach's journal? I think she one? does. Like from a couple of issues, or if not, the last I know issue. Batman had it. Right. I thought someone else dropped it off, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. It's, it's been so long, so it's, it's like so hard to keep things. Yeah, it's gonna read really well in trade. It's gonna be like, phenomenal in trade. But uh, my get, but like they keep so alluding to this thing. There's this mysterious package, and it's this like this film reel from the from the 40s, which is of the Justice Society. And she's yes. like, "Who Who's the heck this? is the Justice yeah. Society?" And you're like, "Oh, okay. So like there was a Justice Society. They did exist in this continuity, but Doctor Manhattan made them go away. And that's probably I, yeah, gonna be the big. So. That's gonna be the big like." Con like continuity like sure. fix. Yeah, you're not gonna see like all the other stuff like that you theorize. The JSA will have been back, and that'll be right. probably right, it. right, right. Um, but it's a lot of like it's some great character building plus yeah. plot advancement. Even though not a lot happens in this book, no, it doesn't. But like I, I appreciated this because it seems like we're getting more to what the heart of this book is meant to be. Yes. Um, not that I don't enjoy um some of the stuff with uh, Marionette and mine, but like I feel like. We I'm focused, really thrilled we don't see them at we all. We were so <laughs> focused on that storyline. It, it felt like, and again, like I don't know where this is going to go, so it could all coalesce at the end into one thing where you absolutely need all that other content. But it felt like we weren't dealing enough with some of the larger overarching issues right. in place of these character moments. Mm-hmm. Um, although what I do like is like this issue, like for me, I was like, oh, perhaps, and like I probably am not like wowing anybody with this theory, but like perhaps John only stopped by here. Because what he saw was the potential for what happened in his world, and he wanted to see how this world's like Superman, like right, well, his allegory. In my him. world, there wasn't one. Well, he would be it. Like, I guess you know what so. I mean? Yeah. Like Doctor Manhattan might see like he's just like ah, oh, essentially Superman is like me, except not quite me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, how will he handle it? Yeah, like how how would he have dealt with? this situation between these two countries. Right, like so, he's like, organi- he, like John has orchestrated a Watchmen-esque story yeah, within the DC universe. Yeah, like he saw like the hints of it somewhere along the lines and maybe he pushed and nudged a couple of things so that he could see what went wrong and like is it the fact that he like John is capable of seeing into the future and the past Well, we know that he only can see up until a person. Right, but he a like point. normally like when but he's yeah. dealing with a situation like he he was able to do that and like maybe that wasn't the right like maybe that's he wasn't the right person for the job in a sense i don't know like it's yeah. just interesting because like i don't know if at the end of the day we're going to see that like john is the like creator of like superhumans here it's almost more like 
he's studying everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a scientist, so, right. like, at his heart? I think that, yeah, I, I mean, like, there's definitely, I mean, we all speculated about it early on, that, like, maybe John created the DC Universe. Sure. I think we're definitely not going to say that it's going to happen. No. And instead, he he found this universe, and he's 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 studying it, like right. you said. Yeah, and did you notice in this issue that Frank favors uh, Superman looking like Christopher Reeves? Oh, yeah, well, that's, that, <laughs> and that's a holdover to the Jeff Johns, yeah, Gary Frank, yeah, yeah. Secret Origin era. I love it. But and like, I think there's it's, certainly some panels in this where I'm like, that's like eerily him. It's supposed like, to be. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Gary Frank Superman when he's working with Jones. Right. And I'm so glad it is. Because I think, I love that you get that voice in there. And I think sure. it, it, it adds something to the book. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it'll be interesting to see because like, obviously, uh, not obviously, it, it seems as though Ozzy Mendez is going to be playing Superman against Dr. Manhattan. Like yes. trying to take care of a problem he doesn't seem to be able to fix, which would be Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, and all Superman can be emotional, and, like, maybe that is what John saw. At the end of the day, typically, his cooler head does end up prevailing to some degree. Yeah. Um, at least in the Superman that he is hearkening to, unless he's going to, you know, spin the world back in time. Right, which, you know, <laughs> I, I, I doubt it'll happen, but, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. But, uh, but there's a lot of great, um, there's a lot of great backups in this. There is. This actually, like, reinvigorated my, like, interest Yeah, because usually it was, story. it was so dense and boring, I was like, I don't care about any of the backup stuff. <laughs> but uh, this was cool, mostly because, like, like all Americans, I only read the headlines. Uh, but the headlines are great, and the way that they, like, graphically set up the newspapers is really fun and cool. Right, and, um, like, the, the newspapers from different areas... And, like, and how they handled yes, the crisis. Of course, exactly. the Daily Planet, the, the, the focus is Superman is missing. Yeah. And let's get to the bottom of what happened. Right. As opposed to everybody else just sensationalizing the idea that Superman like, attacked them. Great issue. I loved yeah. it. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, I think if any book was going to reinvigorate people's enthusiasm for the series, it's going to be this one. Yeah, this issue. And, and it's funny. It's like you kind of need to know what happened in the other issues. But, like, if you haven't, like... You could possibly pick this up and figure out things as you go away if you fell off of, of it and you want to just kind of see some more of the, like what you originally had come for, which is Superman, Dr. Manhattan. And them coming at odds with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Johnson, happy anniversary. So happy oh, thank for you, you guys. So much. And you are, are you ready for Tomasi to take over Detective Comics? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. He's my favorite writer and so underrated. <laughs> uh, Valentino G, uh, DC should put out Baby Bastis plush toys. Way to yes. lose money, DC. I also, agree. Also, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Aaron A., hey, sounds of any great show as usual. Bendis Man of Steel, buy, rent from the library, watch the back issues, which I know is coming, or never touch it. Uh, the Man of Steel series is a waste of money. Uh, we will do it on back issues one day. Uh, but f- I'm told by everyone that I'm wrong about Bendis' run on Superman, that he is doing a transcendental job. He's He's... He's doing such an amazing job that, like, they've never read a better Superman dual series, Action Comics and Superman. They're both phenomenal, great books. I've never <laughs> seen the character b- brought to better and higher heights. Okay. I'm glad that you're enjoying the book. No thanks. Um, but Man of Steel, I think we can all agree that book was a waste of time. Okay, well, I was going to say um, I'm all for the make your own decision, but hey, look, if you don't have a lot of money, the idea of renting it from the library great is idea. a great idea. It really is a very good idea because then you can be a judge for yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, I did forget that another book came out. Oh, yeah. The Dreaming? Yeah, The Dreaming, right. Oh, yeah, Simon Spurrier with art by Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Kiss. Evely? Yes. God. Um, I'm going to go really fast. Please. Uh, this issue, like, I was... Like, I liked it. I liked the book so far. This issue, I'm, like, super excited for where this series is going now. I can't wait to see the reveal of what has been going on uh, with the gallery and mm-hmm. something new being birthed forth. Essentially, we've left it with Judge Gallows. He has 
basically turned the, the dreaming into like a totalitarian state. Nothing can come in without him knowing about it. Nothing can go out. We're talking barbed wire. We're talking fences. We're talking guards. Like the whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. And he's also making an uh, a a uh, sort of like display yes. of his power, um, having the helm of dream by taking one of the blanks, Zig, who had a personality and a costume, the whole thing, and he's going to kill him. Now it's hard to kill a dream, um, although those of us who live in the working world might say that's not true. Um, <laughs> but um, it can be reclaimed. It can go into the black chest, but he wants to truly kill it. So he uh, acquires something called Baku, which is actually from Japanese mythology. Uh, it is actually an eater of dreams, a and destroyer of dreams. That's, and that's a callback. It is a callback um, to Dream Hunters, um, which is a book that Gaiman did. It's a very like uh, Japanese-oriented uh, story. But... Um, Essentially, he uses that. He kills Zig, and it's just like it would be a shame if anyone else had to have this happen to. Because don't forget, I'm in charge. I got the helmets right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, um, what you call it? Um, Lucian starts hatching a plot to try to resolve this, even though he's losing his mind and his ability to remember things. Mm-hmm. And um, he uses Dora, who is having her own little freak out because in the last issue she was told that she's not real and has a real problem with that right. and can't get over it. He gets her kind of to snap out of that. Actually, I think um, Matthew ends up doing that. But Lucian takes um, Judge Gallows into the gallery because he's just like, hey, look, I totally get it. You're in charge. It's totally fine. There's only really a couple of things that could really stop you at this point, and it would be the Endless, the other Endless. And he kind of explains to them, and he's just like, well, they haven't shown up yet. And he's like, no, but, like, I tried to call them because, you know, I had a concern. And um, so he's like, you might want to parlay with them, essentially. So he, he attempts to call Destiny, and like he's like, oh, you got to use both hands for that. Right. So he puts the helm down, tries to call him. Dora shows up, turns into a crazy monster, pins Gallows, and Lucian grabs the helm. And then Dora grabs Lucian, and since she can hop for, through dimensions, mm-hmm. she or realms, she pulls him out, and they go to the realm of destruction. Who is, of course, the endless who has left. Yes. Um. So he's not. The, listen, listen. Like you know, what's his face? Um. Dream. You know, well, Daniel Hall isn't the first one to have quit. He's just a, a real what's about it. Um. But um. So I'm interested to see what's going on with that. We also find out that Kane discovered that three-dimensional shape. He's been studying it with Abel, mm-hmm. and uh, when Abel fell into the crack, fell pushed by his brother because Kane constantly kills Abel. Yes. Um, he comes back out and he doesn't have a stutter anymore. He used to stutter. He was an idiot. Kind I know, of. Yeah. Now he's totally with it in, control, in like charge of things and mm-hmm. Kane's like, I'll have none of this and he marches himself down there and he meets like this like disembodied voice yes. who hasn't been born yet and it, clearly it's whatever is growing and coming into the gallery. A yes. new frame into the gallery. So New endless? For, I don't know. I, I That's what I was assuming was going to happen. I thought it was going to be Dora and I'm glad it seemingly is not going that way. So yeah. excited to see where this is going again like if you are new to sandman and just kind of want to jump in something like where maybe you don't have to you maybe you're reading through the other sandman novels this isn't really ruining anything for those no um so if you just want to like be in the world of the dreaming go for it yeah uh jumping into the super chats again yeah sorry uh tevi is saying crime syndicate alive with john with john superboy mr oz yep uh, if you read the upcoming Bendis Superman book, that's happening. Right, right, right. Uh, John Bobbitt. Wow, sorry for your loss. Uh, happy anniversary, guys. You both hit the jackpot, Tigers. Can't wait Aww. to see how he ultimately impacts the other books. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, but also, hey, yeah. 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 Thank you very much for the kindness. Really nice. Sorry for the old joke. That sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, let's jump into some recommendations. Yeah. Uh, despite my... Uh, lukewarm reaction to this series uh marvel knights number four of six comes out 
I was gonna recommend it, but it's like really bad. Uh, oh, the big last page reveal of the last issue is they're gonna add their like their their final member of the Marvel Knights, and it's Black Panther because he's really popular. Let's put him in the book. Um, so yeah, okay. pick that up if you want. Sure. Uh, Extermination number five, the last issue comes out uh, from oh, this mini series. Really? Yes. Uh, I don't really enjoy the Uncanny X Men series. I think it's kind of like true to form X Men, but like in that kind of like. I can't get into it kind of way. Okay. Uh, but I really enjoy this series, and I think it's a great way to, like, get rid of the young X-Men. Sure. Uh, and that's going to be fantastic, okay. so check it out. It's also, uh, Pepe LaRosse's art is great. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 12 comes out, and uh, it looks like it's a lot of fun, and thankfully we may get the reveal of who, like, bandage centipede person is. Whoa! It's probably Carly Cooper. I wait with bated breath. Mm-hmm. For her over-designed No, I just... Costume. The reason I say that is because it's, like... It's gross. Like... It is gross. Centipede thing. Yeah. Bleh, bleh, but bleh, bleh, my bleh, guess bleh, is bleh. it's Carly Cooper. Uh, I noticed that in the last issue, they were complaining that uh, Peter uh, gave Black Cat his identity. And, uh, and they say... Uh, they call them Pete. When they're, like, yelling at Peter. Okay. Uh, and when Carly first shows up back in this book, she refers to him as Pete when she's talking to Mary Jane. And she clearly has a chip on her shoulder. And yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. get into, like, why she got, like, what she did with her goblin powers. Right. And also, Spider-Man didn't reveal his identity to her. She found it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. That's that. Okay. Uh, also, um... What's it called? Uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, sorry, that's your recommendation. It is it because I ha trust me. Well, next week is going to buy money. Yeah. Goodbye, uh, money. By the way, there's going to be an omnibus hardcover for Super Sons. Oh, hey, Tevye, wow! It's going to be seventy five dollars. So oh, save up your coins, or Tevye. put it on your holiday uh, wish list. That's everybody. right. But uh, this, the entire run of Super Sons, which also includes. The, uh, the annual Superman 10 through 11, Teen Titans 15, Super Sons, uh, the Dino Mutt special, and the DC Rebirth Holiday special story, which features wow. them. Also, also Superman 37 and 38 That's as well. right. All that stuff is going to be in this huge omnibus. So if you love Super Sons and you want like a definitive collection of the series, go check it out. Wow. Um, yeah, man. That, that's a way to tell them that you liked it. Um, so for me, this is going to be a costly week for me. Okay. Justice League Dark number six is coming out. We will be dealing with Blue Devil! Achoo! Bless you, look at that. Made him sneeze. <laughs> He's sneezing at me now. Yeah. Um, Detective Champ Blue Devil. That's right. I am. And he's like the ruler <laughs> of a really realm. And he's excited a... to see Blue Devil be relevant. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, first. Remember when um when I mentioned Mark Miller and his and like I was like the last book I read was Reborn. I'm a liar. Timestamp that liar. Mm -hmm. Magic Order is the last book I read, which I love. And issue five is finally coming out. I feel like it's been forever. Yeah. Forever. Mark Miller, Olivia Coppel, just incredible, incredible magical story. If you're looking for one, I cannot recommend that enough. It's a mini series, basically, or like a, a shorter series, whatever you want to call it. It's only six issues. It's the penultimate issue. Yeah. I like using that word whenever I can. Um, those <laughs> so of you... Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, it's the second to last issue then? Yes. Those of you who are looking for a uh, supernatural uh, sci-fi romp, uh, look no further than Art Outer Darkness number two. I read the first one. It was the one that kind of looks like Binturong. Yeah. Um, but very much not it. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with this, so I'm definitely going to be checking out the second issue. 
Uh, from Marvel, Defenders, Doctor Strange, number one is coming out. Mm. So I get a little more strange over there. It's by uh, Jerry Dugan, Greg Smallwood, and Ron Garney. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I don't know what to expect from it, and so I will be talking about it next time. Totally. What and about... then finally, Mr. and Mrs. X, number six, yeah. is coming out. They're back, and they're having a little party uh, by Kelly Thompson and Oscar Basil Dua. So, you know, just saying. Yeah. I will have no money. What about uh, Defender's Best Defense, number one, from Al Ewing? Is that Ron... not the same as... It's more of the same. Uh, the Lost Atlanteans, The Train, The Bedsheet Man, Dead Steve, The Stock Exchange of Souls. In fact, it makes enough sense to destroy our entire system. Wait, that's not the same as Defenders Doctor Strange number no, one? No, there's two Defenders books that that's both feature Doctor Strange. That's coming out on the 19th. Strange. So? So next week is the 12th. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Why did it give that to me? Okay. But so does that. Ah, well. A lot of your books might have been for the 12th, mm, the 19th. Yeah. Well, I went to this week, so. Go I mean, scroll up. Yeah. yeah. No, I clicked on this week. Well, here, have a... I hate the comics list. <laughs> At comics so list, So everything Sal said is wrong. Yep. Um Cool. Instead, Batman Damn number two will be coming out yeah. this week, which I'm going to pick up, if nothing else, to see... We're going to try to pick it up if it doesn't well, sell I out really, immediately. I really would like to see this story um, continue. Oh, yeah. um, And I just want to see where... I like the story as it was. I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of controversy um but i'm hoping it doesn't hurt too much from it but we'll see i mean like i know it's a it's a spot of uh contention yeah for uh the creators of that book um the batman who laughs number one is coming out this week it's one of six um this is a snyder jock uh venture i think it's an excellent uh i love that team oh yeah i'm not a huge like batman who laughs fan but i do love when snyder and jock work together so at the very least i definitely want to pick up snyder's definitely been pitching that book he has a lot not like not not like you know overly so but Mm -hmm. like it's yes yeah definitely uh let's see what other things fantastic four wedding special number one comes out which uh features the wedding of ben Grimm and alicia masters looks like a lot of fun it's very cute that's adorable i look forward to like his vows yeah. <laughs> it's sovereign time. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, the thing is also Jewish, so it's going to be cute to see. Right. Um, just in time for Spider-Verse, those who are Miles Morales. Miles Morales number one. Spider-Man. Miles Morales Spider-Man number one is coming out as yep. well. Just in time. Unless you saw the advanced showing. Which like we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Solid and Ahmed taking over. Uh, hopefully it'll be good. I hear good things about his plan. Hey, like I said, like there is a huge love for Miles Morales, so hopefully he gets his due. Yeah. Um, Plus his Black Bolt series was apparently like critically acclaimed, and so, you know. Miles Morales needs a good, strong writer. There you go. Were you reading Black Order? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was just asking if you were reading Black Order. No. Well, well then, never mind. Are you serious? What? Oh, I just was like, there's a Marvel premiere graphic novel coming out called uh, Cloak and Dagger Shades of Grey. Oh. How many of them? I don't know. I don't know. Click on it. No. <laughs> no, I won't do it. No. Um, but there you go. That's what I found that yeah. Sal might be interested in. Basically. I also looked at it, and it's, you know. For me, it's, I'm telling you, it's just... It's, it's... Yeah, it's, it's a very it's going to be a very costly week. The, for me, it wasn't bad this week. No. I guess I, I read a lot, though. So. I read a lot, too. So it's, yeah. Hopefully we read mm. enough for you to be satisfied with this episode. Right. Um, you know what? I'm going to look at that Cloak and Dagger book now. Don't do it. 
Oh, for those of you who are thinking about or haven't had a chance to see Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, it's the Dennis Hopeless uh, digital series. Oh. Um, go check it out. You know, like, uh, for us, we enjoyed it. First, like, quarter of the movie, to me, Pretty weak. was a little weak. It was a little slower. Um, but there were three directors, and I'm wondering if the first director wasn't the best. Yeah, I don't think it was a collaborative effort. I think it was more like, you get this part, you I get this part. I don't know. Who he knows? gets the other part. But, like... Yeah, inevitably the movie really picked up, and like, because I like I like Miles, I like the heart of Miles, and like it's just the beginning part was a little like again like muddled, a little much yeah, a little, little muddled, and they were really like like hitting home their like new animation style, and inevitably they just kind of evened it out. Yeah, and like it's really fun. Yeah, they took the edge it's off fun. of that animation. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, also, they play Santa almost fire in it, so that's hilarious. It's pretty great for me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Myers, uh, what's a seminal book you think is overrated? Real quick. Uh, the Joker by uh, Brian Azzarello. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if I do, I will. But I really Kevin Fong Do, uh, regards to from Calgary, Alberta. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Uh, my question is, should the Earth One line of comics be relabeled into Black Label, or should it be kept separate? Uh, no, keep it separate. Yeah. Don't muddle the Black Label line. It's already a mess, and it's already a waste, so mm-hmm. like, don't, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Earth One the way it is. Right. Also, uh, happy one year anniversary. Thank and you so Red much. Dead Two is epic. It is epic. We've it been is. enjoying it. I have a great time in that game. Yeah. I have a very specific strategy that involves saying hello and hey, Mister, to everyone I can to get good karma, and then I lasso people and drag them into rivers to drown. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to, vo- to to watch. That's like that's like this is like the video they're gonna pull up if I ever commit a crime. Right. Well, what about this uh, this thing? It but matches. That's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Tim Mickledays, uh, Smiley Face, also happy anniversary. Thank you Thanks, so Tim. much. And Artie Pavlov, Uncanny Book is not good, but I feel like because of Rosenberg, it's a poor fit for X-Books. Uh, Red was exactly what modern X-Men should be, I think. I don't think you're wrong. I think a lot of people would agree with you. Um, although I think a lot of people like black as well. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not into it. I'm, X-Men needs a great artist. You need to like have people talking about the art mm. because that's how X-Men became a, a, a household franchise. Uh, and Tales from Island Z, one Strange, one Hulk, one Surfer, one Namor, and one Defenders, the best Defenders book, uh, all within this month. The, fe- the best defense books all the within this defense, month. Yeah. yeah, we are super safe and super defended, everybody. That's right. So, yeah, so, it's fine. It's going to be don't, awesome. Don't worry about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do not worry about it. It's going to be great. But uh, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us yeah. and for watching this episode. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode, right? We're, we're not doing anything. We should be no, free. I don't think so. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, if you want to see us go more in-depth with Spider-Verse, we will uh, in the future with a separate episode. Yeah. Why not? But, uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And, uh, uh by the way, the new episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, Malgum episode just came yeah. out. Go give it some, some love and check it out. Because yeah. it was a lot of work. It, it was. <laughs> but, uh, that's it. <laughs> so, catch you guys later. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.